2: Hi everybody, welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel and welcome back to the third match preview of the season uh, this week we're going to be discussing the second home game of the season against Manchester City. Uh, I'm Scott, I'm your host for this one uh, and I'm joined today by Daryl and Shell. Daryl, how are you today? I'm good mate, how are you? Shell? Not too bad, it's still a bit warm here in Amsterdam but it's, uh, it's getting a bit better with the rain and I think Shell you've been on some rain as well. How are you?
0: yeah london's um like absolutely ridiculous the cheap is still 100 degrees but it's absolutely throwing it down outside so um as you guys know i've been a w- little bit worried about my outfit today because it's from a cheap store so <laughs> i thought it might dissolve but it's still here in good shape um and i'm back home so i'm very happy about that
2: good stuff always good so these match previews we do every week for the games uh, obviously there is a, a whole host of other content available on the gallagher shots youtube channel if you do like any of this content and you want to be a subscriber you can uh, hit the little subscribe button just below this video and uh, also while you're there if you hit the little bell icon you'll be notified when new videos go live on the channel and a third thing you can do while you're there you can either hit the little thumbs up or the little thumbs down button whether you like or dislike this video uh, it costs you absolutely nothing to do all three of those things if you do one of them that's great uh, anything like that helps us reach other newcastle united fans uh, via the youtube special algorithm uh, and if you want to go one step further you can also become a member of the Gallagher shots YouTube channel uh, it's 2.99 or 4.99 a month and that'll get you access to uh, the telegram group which is a, a little community that we've built a uh, little kind of, it's like a whatsapp group chat isn't it uh, and it's, uh, it's about 130 people in there of, of last uh, of last check um, it's all kicking off in there transfer rumors kit reviews the whole host of things and it's a, a an absolute minefield on a match day for you so if you want to avoid the score maybe stay out of that one but it's, it's a good little uh, good little community you also get early access to uh the uh, fancy football show and also these um match previews as well as other videos and there's also some members only content on there One last thing before we get started, I do just need to make you all aware that the Gallagher Shots match preview is now brought to you by Magpin. Uh, Magpin is the go-to site for high-quality, unofficial enameled pins and badges of Newcastle United players, legends and retro kits. And they're also doing little postcards for every match as well. Uh, We can sign up and get, I think, three or four per month delivered out to you. If you want to find out more about Magpin, you can go to magpinbadges.bigcartel.com right then ladies and gentlemen should we get started let's Newcastle. go yeah so Newcastle United's second home game of the season is against Manchester City we've got a nice easy start um going back to the previous game uh Daryl did you manage to watch the match and if
1: so how did you find it um yeah I did manage to watch most of the game um I thought it was quite a slog in what were pretty horrendous conditions to be playing football um I think it was quite clear that the Heat got to both sets of players. Um, the game got drawn out a bit. And as much as Brighton had a majority of the chances, the, the finishing wasn't quite on top. Um, and we certainly rode our luck and are very thankful to the defence and to Nick Pope for keeping that second um, clean sheet of the season. Um, and I thought we were very fortunate to get out of Brighton with a point.
2: Mm-hmm yeah he's uh he's not a bad signing as he nick pop uh, seems to be seems to be the new number 1 even though he's the number 22 um, shell did you get to see the game at all
0: uh yeah i didn't see all of it um but yeah just echo Daryl's comments i thought it was um as i said on twitter a really good point um obviously as a fan, I go into every game thinking that we might be able to nick three, and I think that's a much more positive attitude to have than you know perhaps beginning of last season um, when I wouldn't have felt that way. And I do think you know a lot of credit to Eddie Howe and the organisation of the team, and you know just not a particularly brilliant one. The bits I did manage to watch, but um, agreed, Nick Nick Pope makes me less nervous um, than Dubravka Anna and uh, I thought it was a really really good point and can't really complain with that start but yeah obviously tougher tests to come soon
2: absolutely if you do want a more deeper analysis of the game at the weekend uh the always smiling faces podcast that was recorded on monday went into a lot more detail than we are going to today we are obviously here to talk about the next game which is on sunday uh it's a half four kickoff i'm trying to work out the time zones here because i'm obviously an hour ahead uh against manchester city
0: Shell, I'll I'll throw it back to you. Uh, Are you confident on this one? Um, No, but also, you know, before everyone says stop being so and negative, um, I think it's a bit of a free pass because I just don't think we're expected to win it. Um, And so on that basis, um, I'm confident that we'll hopefully be more organised. I appreciate it was kind of the last game of last season when we played them. Um, I actually had um, a friend of mine um, who's actually a Man United fan but long story short has a box at Man City and we watched it in hospitality which is probably if you're going to watch us get slammed 5-0 probably the best place to watch it um, and I was a bit disappointed I think we, talk, we talked in the group about it because we kind of expected to ship two or three but when it got to five we were um, you know feel, feeling a bit down about that and I think I am a little bit worried about the size of Man City squad I think someone said in our Uh, shot group last week that obviously um, our bench isn't super strong at the moment we have got a few injuries and so when the subs start rolling um, and they are significantly more expensive and better than ours um, I'm a bit worried about the second half falling apart so I'm not confident but equally I would hope that if it is a loss um, that you know especially the some of the fans on Twitter don't get overly worried about that and we just kind of control ourselves and get back in in the moment because I just you know I, d- I just don't think we can be too concerned Um I'm sure you guys probably know more than me but it looks like City have had a pretty convincing start to the season so um you know I that that's kind of how I feel not not positive but um you know what will be will be
2: yeah you said City They have had a good start they've obviously they shipped four past Bournemouth last week and then two past West Ham the week before and um, but they are facing the only other side in the premier league to have a clean sheet um daryl do you think will be more of a challenge than of previous years against manchester
1: city um i'm sort of hoping that we will be just to echo everything that shells said there, i totally agree with what she said about um you know having the the, the lack of there of squad depth and things like that um and i think my view looking at this game is you know if we were to lose, I want to make sure that we make them work hard for that victory. Um, I want them to really have to be put up against it. You know, I want us to put a really good, spirited effort and a lot of fight and make that. And like in most games, in any game, really, you know, if they're gonna, if we're gonna fall to a defeat, you know, you want to make sure that the opposition have to work really hard and be at their very best um, to earn it. You don't want to just roll over and let them tear were a part where that's happened in in the past against man city um not necessarily in the very recent history I thought it just came away at the end uh, last season down at the etihad and there's been a few games previous to that you know where Aguero was just decided to run right because we poked the hornets nest and things like that um but i think like i say if if we can make them work hard and have to really earn it if they're going to get the win then I'd be quite happy with that. Um, you know, you want to see the lads putting the work in themselves to make it difficult for the opposition. And you know what? If we can nick something out of it, that's even better.
2: Yeah, it would be nice, wouldn't it? I think the last time we beat City, I was actually in Russia. I was in Moscow watching it in a hotel. Uh, where I think it was the 2-0 when we got the penalty, um, and Matt Ritchie put it away. Um long time ago but uh hopefully we can maybe you know pull a little surprise out you know we haven't been performing too bad although you know brighton was probably our worst performance of recent if you want to look at um you know what we've done you know the week before and also in pre-season um but one thing i want to touch on and it's something that uh, michael antonio mentioned in the uh the podcast that he just with callum wilson this week and he was pretty much saying that man city are like like water right they just fill every single gap that appears um and he was saying that their their counter was countering their counter attack and he just said that they got to 50 60 minutes and there was they realized there was nothing they could do to break these down um i'm going to stick with you daryl are you do you think we'll find it difficult to score given the fact that we actually found it quite difficult to score against
1: brighton um i think we will find it difficult to score, but not necessarily in, in that like th- sort of like the same way. It's like you say, you know, this is peak pet ball. It's ticky taka all over the place and the way Man City plays just you just to repeat what you've said, you know, it's so fluid. There's a lot of fluidity in that team. And, you know, there was periods against uh, Bournemouth or even against West Ham the week before where you had your left or right back suddenly cropping up in centre midfield and spraying little passes around in the middle of the park and everybody was in everybody else's position and everybody was moving around really well Um, so it's how you manage that and I think on our side of things it's going to have to be a case of being really sharp and really organised and really set up well to to deal with it and again it depends how we approach the game and we'll come to it when we talk about who we think will play and, and, and how we'll set up and I, I think we'll be our chances to, to get something will be very few and far between because of the fact it's Man City. Um and it's whether or not we're able to capitalise on that when we get those chances.
2: Yeah, I, I do think it will be tough as well. Um, but I think you know, Man City have proven in, in previous seasons that they are beatable. They're not, you know, they're not an invincible side. So, you know, if you go there with the right attitude and the right lineup and, I, and i'd like to think we've got probably one of the best managers you know in the dugout to set us up in the right way to maybe find those those holes that man needs man city can leave and and maybe gets get a, get something from there i want to touch on um more of a, a player by player uh kind of look for, for man city and, I, and i'm going to start with a player who you know he he, he riled up miguel almiron in the game last season in, in that last in that last few weeks of the season and then he also did it during man City's celebration and it's jack Grealish. um obviously i don't think he's apologized for what he said um and i don't think he's the type of person who probably would apologize and he probably doesn't even realize what he said because uh, he did seem a little bit out of it um but shell do you think Grealish is going to be a problem and and do you also think that you know miggy will be out for blood sort of thing or i think Miggy's not that sort of player and he's just going to have a smile on his face he'll brush it off
0: i think Greylish um is is always a problem i don't think you can kind of roll him out he puts in um you know some very tricky balls and even if he doesn't start i would expect that we will see him at some point and yeah i don't i don't think anyone can say that he's he's not a problem um i think obviously you know it's very difficult when it's one of our players that he's taken the mick out of i think Jack Grealish has got a lot to bring to the table in terms of the way that he just does not care about his um how he's portrayed in in social media and i think that you know that's that's fine and i've i think you know in the group we've laughed at many of the things that he's posted it's very difficult when it's one of your players and particularly when it's one of your players that probably yeah, you know, i think if it's maxi then he's probably just going to tweet him back something particularly ridiculous and it's not going to stay on his mind for more than five seconds i think the fact that it's mcgee and he's still getting you know his confidence and understanding the league even maybe now still a little bit is, is makes it more difficult but no i don't think and actually i think if he has got any kind of feelings about it he should definitely put that to one side and be the professional because um, I know I joked about Darwin earlier, but I definitely don't want to see any of that from Miggy. We definitely need all of our players on the pitch. Um, so I think I think, and again, you know, obviously um, Twitter reacts to these kind of things and certainly gets blown, you know, maybe out of proportion. We don't know again how how Miggy feels about it if he's even taken it personally. So I don't expect that there'll you know be any um, any beef about it whatsoever. But um, yeah, Jack Grealish um, obviously much easier to support him when he's playing for England, but. Uh, I don't think
2: we can write him off. Absolutely. and Obviously, Man we have a whole host of players. We, we can't go through all of them. Otherwise, you know, this will we'll be here until Sunday night um, when, the, when the match is. But I do want to touch on, obviously, their major acquisition over the summer. Um, and I'm going to come to you, Daryl. Um,
1: Erling Haaland, um,
2: he seems a bit special, doesn't he?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, you worry, you know, there's always talk about these players who come into this league from abroad and, you know, can they do it? You know, have they got the metal? Can they, can they, the old phrase, can they do it on a cold night in uh, Stoke on a Tuesday or whatever? Yeah. Um, to be fair, from what we've seen from him so far, he doesn't have to be in a game. You know, Bournemouth, he had eight touches and he got an assist and they won 4-0. So, you know, it, it's it's clear to say that if he's going to be in a game, he'll score. And if he's, even when he's not in a game, he's going to have some sort of impact. Um The boy is such a special talent and I don't think I've seen anybody be able to move as quick over the first 10 yards of a sprint as he does. His immediate acceleration when he's getting away from a player is something that's absolutely frightening. And I I honestly don't think there's a defender in the league that could keep up with him.
2: No, I think the only defender that maybe could keep up with him is playing alongside him and Kyle Walker. Um, But even then... He's got such a big... Is it leg span, I suppose? You think yeah, he span he's, got must be leg span. Span. he's got a big stride, hasn't he? A big he's got straight. a huge stride, so he can cover like 10 yards in two steps. It's 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 scary. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm worried for what Haaland can do, especially looking at what he did against West Ham. Mm-hmm. The way that he just kind of left that back line of defence, like they weren't even there for his second goal. And even the first goal when he got the penalty... You know, he was just so rapid getting away from them. So I think we're going to have to be very, very careful with Holland. But I think every team in the league, like you've said, is going to have to be very, very careful against yeah. Holland. If he stays fit, I don't think there's any doubt that he's going to probably be up there for the Golden Boot, or even you know miles away from everyone else in terms of getting that Golden Boot. I think they've got a yeah. a really special player, and hopefully, some we can sign in maybe three or five years' time when uh, when crossed. he gets a bit better and he's ready for us. <laughs> Absolutely. So moving on to Newcastle, um, we're going to talk about the lineup and, and who we think Eddie Howe is going to start. So there was some changes last week, and, and that was predominantly down to injury. Um, obviously, Matt Target had a dead leg and missed the game, so he moved Dan Burn into that left-back position and brought uh, Sven Botman in for his first start of the season. Um, there was also a few changes on the bench. I think Ryan Fraser had a twinge in his back, um, and obviously we had the other injuries with, with John Joan and the likes that we already knew about. Um, Daryl, I'm gonna stick with you. Um, do you suspect wholesale changes uh on
1: Sunday? Not necessarily wholesale, but I think there'll be two changes and I also think there'll be a slight change to the system as well. Um I think we'll see I mean goalkeeper in that picks itself. Um I think we'll probably see Matt Target come in and we'll revert to a back five and have Target and Trippier as wing backs and then have your, your three central as Shea, Botman, and Burn. I also think we'll stick with the three-man central midfield that we have but I think we'll see Sean Longstaff come in for Willock, simply because Sean can get about the pitch a little bit better and he has that tacky, you know, he's his defensive works a lot better than Willock's as well and I think St Maximin will drop out and I think we'll see Miggy and Wilson as the sort of de facto front two, maybe Miggy a little bit mm-hmm. deeper behind Wilson but I think Wilson will be the the, the man up top
2: interesting so you think you think
1: st markson will be dropped down to the bench i think so for... yeah and maybe maybe considered as an impact sub sort of later in the game if required mm. shell what's your
2: opinions on on that
0: i mean it's difficult isn't it how do you set up against city do you set up really defensively and then invite them on or do you stick with what you had i think against brighton and i think again this is something that everyone was kind of commenting on we did look a little bit disorganized And I'm not going to say that's just because uh, Matty Target was out of the line or or whatever. Um, You know, I think we were playing players out of position, though, and I don't think that necessarily worked. So on that basis, I wouldn't be surprised if we change it. But also, I just wouldn't want to be Eddie Howe, because if he changes it and it's very defensive and then invites, you know, we invite on the pressure, then he's in trouble. If he keeps it attacking, then, as you say, I think, you know, Willock in midfield is, is a bit iffy. And, again, I'm a bit worried about, if we play some of the weird long balls that we were doing trippy wasn't making a lot of brilliant passes um actually in the first two games some of his passing's been a bit long and a bit off um at least we haven't got john joe shelby uh, you know lumping it up and i'm worried if we're going for those long balls to maxi the counter could absolutely rip us apart so um yeah i don't i don't know what he'll do about the lineup but i think he's probably in for criticism either way which is always good
2: <laughs> yeah there's no there's no escape in the Twitter. Uh, no matter what you do, uh good or bad. In terms of the lineup and, and touching on, you know, dropping Maxi, is there an argument that, you know, if Maxi decides to have one of his Wonder games, he could be the define the, you know, the, the definitive factor of us actually nicking something from this game. Um or do you think you know impact sub is is probably the best suited for him given this game and we need someone who's a bit more bit more willing to, to track back and defend. Although in the Brighton game, Maxi was tracking back a bit more than he normally does. He, he just seemed to be putting a bit more effort in although law. It's not what we'd expect from other players. It's a lot better than it has been. Um, it's a tough one to answer, and it, it's really something that, like we've said, only Eddie Howe can uh, can really decide in his back team. They have the they have the keys to the the castle, and they can they choose how they line up. I personally yeah, think,
0: yeah, go on, yeah, sorry, go on. Go on. I was just gonna say, I think with what Daryl said about Miggy, I think if we're four nil down to City, Miggy's still gonna track back, regardless yeah. of how shit Grealish thinks it is. I think if we go <laughs> even like two nil down, I think Maxie's like head down, not really yeah. feeling it. I feel like if you get if you get Miggy on for the first 30 minutes, you've got kind of like a solid, you know, second runner in the relay. Whereas Maxi is a bit more risky. But like you say, you know, but how can Eddie Howe say, you know what? Max are you going to have a really good game today or are you going to try and skin all 11 Man City players and lose the ball at life
2: you know? Absolutely. And it, it, it's one of those unpredictable things which probably makes his decision that little bit harder when it comes to who does he pick. Um, I tend to agree with you, Daryl, that we'll probably go with five at the back. Um, although it hasn't really worked for us in the past, when we want to shut up shop, it's probably the best way to do it. And, and, I'd, and I'd hate to use the word park the bus, but... You kind of have to against City just to absorb as much pressure as you can and then maybe get them when they've made a little mistake or catch them on um, the counter-attack. It'll be interesting to see how he lines up. I do think Nick Popel will will keep his space. I think you know he's made enough saves uh, against Brighton and also even in the first game where he maybe wasn't needed as much because Forrest just simply weren't attacking us, but he was there when needed, and it was more reflexes, but whether against Brighton, he was a lot more um active. Um, and like you've said, Shell, you feel a lot more confident with Nick Pope between the sticks. Not saying is a bad goalkeeper, but he did does always seem to have a mistake in him, which worries you at times. It's always in the back of your mind. Nick Pope, we haven't seen that yet, and, and I'm gonna hope he doesn't have that sort of thing in him. So fingers crossed, uh, you know, he can he can deliver the goods. Um, I think Wilson starts. I think that's a given. You, you have to start Wilson regardless. Um, if anything, he gives us that little bit of pace. If he can win a long ball and get that little knock on or someone else can pass it to him, he's got space he can run into. Um, I think it's going to be mostly unchanged. I think he'll he'll stick with the same um, centre midfield as well. Although, I forgot Willock was on the pitch against Brighton. There was, there was times mm-hmm. when he would pop up and I'd be like, oh, there he is. I didn't realise he was there. So maybe we'll get a swap for Longstaff, who is a bit more defensive minded than than Willock is. Um but Eddie Howe's the type of player, the type of manager, sorry, who doesn't change a winning formation. And although, yeah, technically we didn't we didn't win last week, we didn't lose either. So he's got a difficult decision to make. And no doubt we'll get the lineups uh, nice and early from Daryl, as always, uh, on the weekend. <laughs> Moving on to the game itself, I'm going to ask you all for your predictions. Um, I'll start with you, Daryl. Um, mm-hmm. Newcastle, Man City, what's your scoreline prediction for this week?
1: I think Man City will take it, and I think it will be 2-0. 2-0 City.
2: Okay, Shell, your prediction? Um, 3-1 City. 3-1. Uh, I'm going to go for a 2-1 City. Um, I th- I do think we'll nick a goal. I actually think we'll nick a very early goal. Um, I think we'll catch him off guard, but then I, I do I don't think City you know, I don't think you can't not concede against City at the moment. There they just seem to be absolutely uh rampant. So yeah, yeah. I'll go for a two one um but with a nice early goal from us. Maybe it's a Callum Wilson header or something, or mm-hmm. maybe it's a penalty or something early on, which would be which would be nice. I do think though, and, and coming back to this, if we do nick an early goal, we could absorb a lot of pressure. And maybe he's nick a point. Uh, maybe he's get a one all. But I'll stick with two one. Man City win. Um, nice and positive from all three of us for this one. But it is Man City. I mean, you kind of expect us yeah. to, to 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 get a win. I think if you if you put any money on Newcastle winning and you get that in, good luck to you. Like that is a that is a ballsy <laughs> move. Um, at the How value, many did they it, win
0: their
2: first game by? Two. Uh, two nil. 2-0 against West Ham, oh, right. and then 4-0 against Bournemouth. Right, um, so I and
0: have you could probably and we'll score. Sorry? <laughs> I said we'll score, so that is positive. Oh, so yes, absolutely. Against...
2: And, and we will be the first team to score against City this season, and likewise, they'll be the first team to score against us, so that will be nice. Um, one other thing I want to quickly touch on for Man City, they do have a game on Wednesday. Uh, they have a a friendly charity game in Barcelona. Um it's a, it's a charity match about ALS disease. Um, I'm not going to pr- try and pronounce the name of the cup because I will butcher it.
1: Um, Daryl, I don't know if you want to give it a go. Um, um, I would need to go and look at it and read it again before I even <laughs> attempt to try and uh, pronounce it. Yeah. But that
2: could have an impact. I know it's only a friendly, I know it's only a charity game, but I think they'll probably have an obligation to play a few of their players. So, you know, does... um do Man City rest players against us or do they rest players against Palace? It, it's a tough one to call for that side of it. Um, and then obviously they've also got a game the following Wednesday after Palace. So they've got a lot of games coming up, but they do have a big squad and that is always the worry.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Anything else to add from anybody? I would add, um, Scott, just you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier with Jack Grealish and how this how he himself could actually sway the game in our favour because as you will both be well aware that we absolutely love to target a pantomime villain in the opposition squad and I think Jack Grealish may just get the brunt of our anger or displeasure or whatever on on Sunday and you know every touch of the ball will be a few boos going in and the crowd will get on his back and hopefully affect his performance in some way shape or form and I think that would probably be an outlet where we could try and affect the game and help the lads in, in terms of either getting the, the three points a point or whatever, or just being able to stop Man City from being as effective as they would like to be.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that could go one of two ways, though, because he could also be the type of player who relishes that sort of thing. Very um, true. He does seem to not care, like Charles said. He just doesn't care about what anyone else thinks about him other than himself. first time he goes back.
1: to first time he gets tackled or goes down on the floor, the place will be roaring. Oh, yeah, it will be with rage.
2: And it'll be nice to be back at St. James's park in front of a, another sellout crowd. Um, Hopefully war flags have got another nice little display going on. I haven't seen or heard anything from them this week. It's been very hush, hush, so, hasn't it? Yeah, that very could hush-hush. be a good sign. We'll see what happens there. Thanks everybody. This is This was a good one. I enjoyed this little, uh, this little chat about man city and shell. Good to see you back on the channel. Um, was it the the quiz you were last on
0: yeah good to be back that's all, that's all that i was um gonna add just to say yeah i went i came up for the the friendly just before the first home game and the atmosphere was absolutely incredible um so i can only imagine it's even better for um city so i think not going to make a huge amount of difference um but yeah hopefully that will um that will be a nice atmosphere at least for the players and get them really g'd up for it because we, we need them on kind of top form at least
2: yeah, I mean the twelfth man. You can never, you can never kind of rule that out as being effective. So we'll see what happens. Um, City isn't the loudest ground in the world uh, to play to play against. So um, yeah, it could be a shock to them. We'll see what happens. Thanks, Daryl. Thanks, Shell. Really enjoyed that one. No uh, if you do like this content, uh, you can always hit that like and subscribe button just below this video, and uh, you can also hit the little bell icon if you uh, want to be notified when new videos come up we have a lot of content coming up um throughout the weeks here on the Gallagher shots YouTube channel um coming up next you'll probably have extra time on Friday um we may have a little match reaction for uh, the city game depending on how bad or good that is um and there's also be another match preview for the uh, tramia game uh, so look out for that at the early next week um yeah. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you in the next one.
0: Thanks. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.